Welcome to a new episode of Big Sister Conversations. I'm your host, Eniola. From today's topic, Roe and Wade, My Body, My Choice, you can guess that we're tackling a pretty controversial subject, abortions. Before we get into it, I want to invite you to subscribe to my newsletter. I send out encouraging and personal emails every month just to keep you hopeful and inspired. The link is in the description section, so please subscribe. Last week, the internet burst into flames because of a monumental decision by the Supreme Court of the United States. If you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, don't worry. I'll run you through and bring you up to speed. So in 1973, a case was brought before the Supreme Court of the United States in which a woman challenged the right of the state of Texas to criminalize abortions. Let me give you a quick lesson on law. So the United States operates a federal system of government, which means that its states are largely independent. They have their own laws. They have their own governors they have their own criminal justice system but there's like an overarching legal system so it's kind of what we run in nigeria nigeria also operates a federal system of government but scrap it's in the u.s that you really see federalism at play these states are independent states but they just come together under a precedent but they don't they don't lose their powers to make laws they don't lose their powers to to have a legal system the most important law is the constitution even though all these individual states have the right to make their own laws the, the constitution supersedes any state law now generally every constitution upholds and protects human rights so right to life right to privacy right to um, freedom of expression right to movement all of these are fundamental human rights and they are protected in the constitution of every country now, the right to privacy is a right that the Constitution of the United States of America protects. And the argument was that if a state says, oh, if you have an abortion, it's a crime, it's an infringement on the right to privacy because technically it's my body. I'm the one pregnant. I can decide whether or not I want to keep the baby. So the state telling me that I don't have the right to decide that I don't want to keep my baby infringes my right to privacy. That's the bone of contention with Ron Wade. Supreme Court eventually decided that the state cannot tell a woman whether or not to keep her baby. It's her choice. You can't tell her that having an abortion is wrong because you are infringing on her right to privacy. That was the decision of Roe Wade in 1973. I hope I haven't confused you. Let's fast forward from 1973 to last week Friday, June 24, 2022. The Supreme Court reversed the decision and said that the Constitution no longer supports a right to abortion. What this means is that the right to privacy does not extend to abortion. So the state can tell you whether or not you have the right to terminate your baby. The implication of this new law now is that each individual state will decide whether or not abortions are going to be criminalized or not. So that's the buzz about Ruan Wade. That's why the whole internet was literally set ablaze last week because now states can decide whether or not women can abort their babies. I know that most of us are Nigerians and we are subject to Nigerian law, so this does not entirely concern us. But we know that the U.S. is a world power, so indirectly, what they do, their legal system, it affects our own. If anything, our our legal system is largely modeled after theirs. So I figured it would be great to talk about abortions today. Let me just tell you the Nigerian, um, what 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 the law says in Nigeria about abortions. Abortions are illegal in Nigeria. You can go to jail for like 14 years if you're prosecuted and convicted of committing an abortion. The only instance that the law provides an exception is if it is necessary to save the life of the mother. 
A great place to start this conversation would be to simplify the term abortion. It simply means removing an unwanted pregnancy, aka killing an unborn baby. You may want to argue that the baby is not even a human being while it's still in the womb because it's not fully developed. The baby cannot sustain itself outside of the mother. And so you may say, oh, it's just a fertilized egg. But doctors have shown that from six weeks, you can start to detect the baby's heartbeats while they are still in the womb. So I feel like that settles the whole equation or rather the whole debate as to whether a child in the womb is actually a human being or not. If the child has a heartbeat from as early as some doctors even say four weeks, then, you know, it's a human being. If he has a heart, the heart is pumping, it's a human being. Now, there are largely two camps when it comes to abortions. There's pro-life and there's pro-choice. So pro-lifers basically believe in protecting life. That's why it's called pro-life. They are on the side of life. They are anti-abortion. Their thought process is if somebody's pregnant, the person should carry the baby to term. Even if the person doesn't want to keep the baby, the person can find an alternative solution after the child is born. But the solution cannot, can never be to terminate the pregnancy. Pro-choicers, on the other hand, believe that women are the ones that carry their babies so they should be given the right to decide whether or not they want to carry the baby because maybe because of a financial emotional or physical limitation they are unable to support a baby or carry a pregnancy to term maybe you know they were raped or they just cannot carry a baby at this time it's inconvenient at the moment the, the mother should decide whether or not she wants to carry the baby those are the two major positions on abortions and pro-life and my being pro-life is not from a, a place of religion it's merely honoring the sanctity of life i believe in the sanctity of life i believe life is sacred life is precious nobody can create life and as such we have to treat life with that kind of respect if you cannot make life then i don't think anybody should have the right to take life in fact life is so important that the right to life is a fundamental human right that is entrenched in constitution so i wonder why people would be conversing for a right to privacy at the expense of the right to life of another person and if you know anything about law is that you have your rights yes but once your right starts to affect the right of your neighbor then your own right must be curtailed this is just a random word example you have the right to play loud music it's your house it's i mean you paid for the you pay the rent, you bought the stereo, you bought the, you're paying for lights, it's your house. But then you have a neighbor and you're playing your music so loud, your neighbor cannot sleep. Your neighbor also has a right to quietness, right? So what you can do is you might have to reduce the volume of the music such that you can still play music, but it's not loud enough to disturb your neighbor. I feel like it's the same situation here. Pro-choicers are on the side for, or oh, less let's let's it is a woman's right she has the right to choose it is her right to privacy she can do what she wants what about the child the child also has a right to life because it's a human being so should your right to privacy in exercising your right to privacy do you think it should infringe on the right to life of another person no it's not fair if you're insisting on the exercise of your own rights then you know the child also has a right and since the child is not old enough or grown enough to protect its own rights should be also on the side of the child now i know there are situations where carrying a baby is not the is not easy you know maybe there's a health complication or something 
and even the law recognizes that but i read somewhere that only eight percent of pregnancies end in complications where the doctors have to choose between saving the mother and the baby doctors naturally are trained to save both lives but in the instance where they have to choose that's a medical condition that's of course maybe like an atopic pregnancy that's within the doctor's discretion right or maybe like a case of pre pre-eclampsia oh jesus medical people don't come for me <laughs> i tried <laughs> but yeah in such extreme cases that's a different conversation but i'm talking about an ordinary case of somebody getting pregnant and the person doesn't want to carry the baby at that time while you're conversing that you have the right to your life to enjoy your life and to decide and make your choices don't forget that there's an innocent baby tied to that right too and don't exercise your rights at the expense of, of another person's rights it's not fair it's not kind how would you feel if somebody did that to you plus i feel like the real issue here is not even just about women's rights and choices it's more along the lines of we are becoming a generation that does not want to be held responsible for its actions in 2019, approximately 887,000 abortions were committed in the U.S. 86% of the women involved were unmarried women and a majority of them were in their 20s. What does this tell you? Most of the people committing abortions are either our age mates or slightly older than us and they are not married. The easiest way, right, the way it is designed is if you want to raise a family, you should have a partner and then you guys can do it together because... I've seen people raise kids around me. It's draining emotionally, physically, financially. In every way you can imagine, psychologically, raising a kid is, is a lifelong process. So you should ideally, you should have somebody that does it with you. In the instance where you don't have that kind of support, say your family, you're not married to the person, or maybe you're a student and you just happen to get pregnant out of wedlock, the odds of the situation are not in your favor. It's not so easy for you to carry the baby. It's inconvenient. You might have to maybe stop your school. Your parents might kill you. You know, typical African parents. You might, the person might even leave you the partner because guys these days are not so responsible. Or basically, you just don't want to be pregnant. You just don't want to carry a child. But I feel like that kind of, coming from that approach is it's selfish yes i know it is inconvenient but it's selfish too you're only thinking about yourself we all know what leads to pregnancies right there's the biological and scientific explanation for a woman becoming pregnant and i feel like if you make the decision to still go ahead and have sex you should do so knowing that there's a possibility that you might get pregnant even if you use contraceptives which is why the most basic preaching is if you don't want to get pregnant don't have sex but this is even a wider conversation i'm not going to go there but i feel like if you know you want to make a decision be responsible and be ready for what can come with it if you know you want to have sex you love your partner or i don't know you just want to have sex then prepare that you might also have to carry a baby and an innocent baby should not suffer just because you don't want to be inconvenienced First of all, let's talk Christian for a minute. It's not even Christ-like to, to not want to be inconvenienced for another person. It's selfish. It's very selfish. And if you're going to be a mother someday, one of the things about motherhood is it's highly sacrificial. We don't want to become women that cannot give up the slightest inconvenience. We don't want to be women who cannot give up the slightest bit of convenience because of others. You will be married, hopefully, someday. You would have a partner. You would have a family. You would be inconvenienced all the time. 
you might as well start practicing now <laughs> i'm not saying that you should go and get pregnant so you can practice being selfless but if you find yourself in that situation you welcomed it you made yourself open for motherhood so be prepared for it now I know that in some cases, some people may have been raped. Getting pregnant may not have been of their own volition. That's a different case entirely. In such situations, I'd say maybe that person would require counseling. That person would require, you know, therapy. And the beautiful thing with the world is that deciding to keep your baby doesn't... The, the impact of that decision has been mitigated. It doesn't have to affect and put your life on hold forever. You can decide to give the baby up for adoption. Some parents are so nice and so generous and so selfless that they would volunteer to even keep the baby for you while you go on and pursue your own life. I know not everybody would have that option. But if you look around you, there are tons of people who are looking for children, spending millions of naira trying to get pregnant. It's a conversation you can have maybe with an organization and you can give the baby up for adoption. Let me also just say this, if you're in this position where you're pregnant also out of wedlock and you know you don't want to commit an abortion but you also know you don't have the financial resources to support the baby, well I don't have much but I would love to help you because I can also be canvassing for you to keep your baby and not showing the willingness to want to support you in making the right decision. You can reach me at bigsisterconversations at gmail.com, just send me an email, I will see if I'm able to reach out to people or organizations that can partner with you and provide you with the resources that you need or basically just try to link you with somebody I know would be useful or helpful to you I would try my best in that regard but if you've made a mistake the solution is not to cover up your mistake with another mistake there's nothing that justifies murder really inconvenience is such a selfish reason to not want to have a baby again I admit that there are circumstances that are beyond inconvenience but in the u.s for instance in the last 50 years 60 million children have been killed via abortions think of the lives that are being wasted daily because one person in her 20s realizes well i had sex now i'm pregnant but i don't want to keep the baby it's not fair we're becoming a generation that is heartless and wicked and you know we're all complaining that the country is bad the world is bad by these tiny decisions, we are also contributing to the state of the world. The point of this conversation really is not to tell you that if you are a pro-choicer, you are a bad person, or if you are not a pro-lifer, you are a horrible Christian. No. The point of this conversation is just to call us back to think about life and to think a little more about others and not just ourselves. The point of this conversation is to call us to forsake such a selfish mindset and think about a child, a life that is being truncated because you don't want to carry a baby. I don't think pregnancy is the most easy thing. I'm not even so eager to have like 20 kids because I know pregnancy does a number on a woman's body. First of all, motherhood is a divine privilege. It's a beautiful thing. It's, it's a gift from God to be able to carry a child. And even if you do things the wrong way, does it still make light of the fact that what you have is a gift? The Bible says children are a heritage of, from God. Children are gifts from God, even if you get them through a process that, you know, you're not supposed to dabble in. So it doesn't take the fact that God has graced you to be a mother. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. But if you get pregnant out of wedlock, you're not condemned. Fix your relationship with God. Come back. You're still a son. You're still a daughter. Come back to God. 
talk to him god will not disown you or discard you just because you got pregnant i'm not praying for my child too but if my daughter does i won't throw her away just because she got pregnant i'd be mad at her i'd be extremely pissed but i wouldn't throw her away just because she got pregnant outside wedlock same thing with god all the plans he has for you will not all of a sudden just destroy because of one bad decision you made but i feel like you make you make matters worse when you even go as far as committing murder all of a sudden, you're not just dealing with one sin, the sin of fornication. You're dealing with the sin of fornication and murder. And also probably lying to cover it up. You don't need that mess in your life. Yes, you've made a mistake. You've slept with somebody when you shouldn't have. Come back to God. He's able to carry you through it. Bible says all things work together for your good. And I, be, I dare to believe that's even getting pregnant outside wedlock can work together for your good if you put it in god's hands i don't know how it will make it for your good but he will he will use it for your good again so just my two cents on the whole topic this is not to impose my thoughts on any person i'm just telling you my stance on abortion what i think what i believe what i think god has laid on my heart to share just before we wrap up this episode i want to do a quick social media shout out to some of our favorite listeners who put up reviews on social media this week, these listeners happen to be some of my close friends, and I'm just going to read their reviews. First shout out goes to Annie. Here's her review. It wasn't boring listening to you at all. I learned 18 or two. Got reminded about a few and thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing. You're doing amazing work in your lab. Thank you so much, Annie. Your review means so much. The second shout out goes to Enobong. She said, I've never really been a fan of podcasts, but boy, Big Sister Conversations with Enyola has been beautiful. I enjoy every episode. I listened to today's episode a few minutes ago and I love it as usual. She was referring to our last episode. Thank you so much, Enobong. Your review means a lot. Please, you guys, keep the reviews coming. I have so much. I couldn't possibly even read them or i get some in form of voice note maybe one of these days i'll play some when i get permission from the reviewers but yeah your reviews mean a lot to me it shows that you know i'm not just pouring water in a basket people are listening lives are being impacted and it's, it's, so, it's so beautiful and encouraging thank you guys thank you so much i want to also chip this in if you're not married and you got pregnant and you're trying to maybe make things right maybe you know you're thinking of marrying the person you want your child to grow up in a proper family you want your child to have a father before you you know start making wedding plans and all i think you should pump your brakes just for a minute and think about it again because it's not all the time that you know marrying somebody would fix getting pregnant outside of the marriage there are some cases where it might even turn out to be a worse decision than even getting pregnant in the first place. So just reevaluate. Ask yourself, is this somebody that I would consider marrying, baby or not? Is this person a believer? Is it just because I feel like I don't have any other option I want to marry the person? Be sure of your reason because marriage is not going to be a solution to the problem. If, the, if it was just a one-time thing, if the person did not love you, you just tie yourself down to a lifetime of you know unhappiness so you want to be sure that marrying this person is going to actually be the next step towards making things right don't feel like all your options are cut out it might not be so then i also want to mention that if you're interested in abortion and women's rights and basically just empowering women such that they don't have to feel like the only option they have is abortion there are a ton of resources out there 
um, there's liveaction.org. I follow them on Instagram. Basically, they speak against abortions and also ways we can empower women to know that that's not the only option for you. There's also um, a podcast episode by Girl Defined, The Truth About Roe and Wade, in detail. They invited an expert who just basically explained what Roe and Wade is. So if you're really interested and you want to go further, I would put a link to that in the description. Hopefully it's allowed. If not, you can just search Girl Defined. You can check them out on Instagram or you can just search for them on your podcast app. I think the name of their show is The Girl Defined Show. Yeah, I hope this helps. Thank you for listening to this episode of Big Sister Conversations. If you liked it, don't forget to leave a review or share with your friends whom you think will find it helpful. You can also tag me on Twitter at Enyola underscore with your thoughts on the topic. Don't forget to subscribe too. Until next time, remember that you are loved by God and I'm written for you.